Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today is a little bit of a different episode. Now, when I started the podcast uh, back in fall of 2017, I was just so excited to push my episodes out and I didn't create a trailer. So now that we're 50-ish, I don't know, 57 or so episodes in, now I figure I can let you know how this podcast began and a little bit more about me and my and my background and, and why I'm doing this. So my name is Gail Manasco and I I've been adventuring probably since I was a teenager and and it really all started in a Smoothie King in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I was a, a junior in high school. It was it was a bit of a tumultuous time in life, and I was actually really I was really depressed during this time. And I I worked at the Smoothie King in in Nashville, Tennessee. That was probably 45 minutes away from my house. And and the reason I was working at the Smoothie King was that I was searching for happiness. And and there all the workers would wear Hawaiian shirts and say like, aloha, welcome to Smoothie King. And I'm like, oh, they're so happy and they're making smoothies. I want to be happy too. So I decided I want to work with the happy people. And so I was working at the Smoothie King and it was you know, a long ways from home. And one day, the the owner, John Fisher, came up to me and he said, "Gail, you know, what do you what do you want to do with your life?" And I looked at him and I said, "John, I want to be on the bottom of the ocean, surrounded by sharks." And he thought about it and he's like, "Okay, all right, you know, I'll take that." And, and soon after I asked him if I could pick up more hours and he said, you can, but you need to keep your grades up. And if you make all A's and keep up your hours, he's like, I'll do something really special for you. And I'm like, cool. So, you know, that semester passed, I showed him my report card and he's like, great. And so he patted me on the back and then each week I would like check my folder like, was there like a Starbucks gift card in there, like a movie gift certificate, like what was it going to be? And, and they didn't mention anything. And I'm like, God, he forgot, you know? And then one day I was driving home and he called me and he said, I need to speak to your mother. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, what I do? And I said, John, whatever you need to tell my mother, you can just tell me. I promise I'll relate every word. And he said, okay. He's like, I want to get you scuba certified. And my heart just stopped. I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I live in Tennessee. Like, people people didn't scuba dive. You know, well, people did. But I'm like, wow, yes. Like, yes. He said, okay, I can line you up a private instructor. You'd be taking lessons with another coworker. And you'd have to do it after your shift. So your lessons would start at 10 o'clock at night. I still had school every morning at 7.15. But I'm like, yes, I will do it. I will do it. My mom will be fine with it. Great. 
So I started taking these scuba classes and I'm 16 years old and and so I'm coming home extremely late, but it was for good reason. It was for, for scuba classes. And before I knew it, I had a PADI open water certification. Well, then I would hang out at the dive shop whenever I had time off. And at the dive shop, there was this orange flyer that caught my eye. And it said, swim with the sand tiger sharks in the graveyard of the Atlantic. So essentially, swim with sharks on deep shipwrecks off of North Carolina. I was in. In the graveyard of the Atlantic, there's a German U-boat, lots of shipwrecks, and of course, there's sharks. So I was elated. I, I had to be on this trip. Uh, so I started paying for this trip. I would go to the dive shop and I would give them $10 here, $20 there. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't want to ask my mom for money. And I wanted to be able to do this. And I saw on the flyer that I needed a nitrox certification and an advanced certification. I only had four dives to my name in a rock quarry in Nashville. But I figured anything was possible. And before I knew it, I had paid for the trip. I reached out to that same dive instructor and and started paying him for a nitrox and advanced certifications. I talked to the dive shop. They said I could finish the advanced certification on the trip and I would have uh, my nitrox done. And, and I went and dove the rock quarry with my nitrox. And this trip was happening. And I would be going with a group of middle-aged men because there weren't a whole lot of teenage girls that were trying to sign up for this, but this is something I really wanted to do. I wanted to be on the bottom of the ocean surrounded by sharks. Now, this was not an easy dive scenario. Uh, Where I was going, these shipwrecks were past 100 feet and filled with sharks, And but my drive to do it was so large. So I failed to mention that I was going on this trip to my mom because I was afraid she would say no. So I just figured I would plan everything, pay for everything, and then present the trip to her maybe like a week before, which I did. And I'd gotten a debit card from the bank. I was able to buy plane tickets over the phone at the time. You couldn't buy plane tickets via internet at this time. I'm aging myself a little bit, but... uh, I was able to buy the plane tickets, set all up. I was going to sleep on the couch of a hotel suite and had it all worked out. Well, I finally told my mom that I was going to do this trip and she was livid. She marched right down that dive shop. She sat the owner down. She reamed him out for letting me sign up without her knowledge. And then she looked him in the eye and she said, do you promise to treat her like you would your own daughter? And he said, I promise. And before I knew it, I was on a plane with these divers and I got to go dive with sharks very deep on these shipwrecks. I ended up running out of air and had a buddy breathe, but um, I lived. I learned a lot of important lessons on that trip. And I learned that the experience is worth it. It doesn't matter where it is. I 
soon realized I was chasing after experiences and I just needed to figure out how much it was going to cost, what type of certifications I needed, you know, what did I need to do to go do that thing, that really cool thing. And I needed that, especially then. I needed to see that the impossible could be possible. And I became an experience seeker after that. And one of my uncles had had just come back a few years before that from a trip to Cocos Island, which is where you can see these giant schools of hammerheads. And I'm like, I want to do that. Now, that was a very expensive trip. But I, I had it in my head that I wanted to go swim with schooling hammerheads. But I, I went to college. I ended up joining the skydivers and got a certified to skydive. I worked a million jobs in college to, to make that happen as well. And I did about 400 or so jumps and, and really got into it. I, I learned how to work on parachutes. I learned how to make repairs. And I would dive any chance I could get. So I wasn't doing the normal college experience. I was after those amazing experiences. And I would dream them up where I would see pictures. And I'm like, ah, I want to be on that hot air balloon jumping off of it. And before I knew it, I would be on that hot air balloon jumping off of it because I found out you need to do 100 skydives to be able to go jump off that hot air balloon. And I loved, I just loved that feeling of freedom, whether I was in the sky or down below. And just experience is so important to me. And, you know, years later, I moved out to, to Oregon. And, and here I met my, my now husband. And he has a cerebral palsy. And so different things are, are difficult for him. Maybe it's just like walking long distances. But I watched him in the water and I'm like, the water really opens up opportunity. You know, you're free in the water. You know, like balance is not the key so much. You know, like you can you can swim. And I'm like, I think you can get scuba certified. And there are adaptive programs out there, but I really thought he could do the regular open water certification. And he started that, and I ended up taking him to a trip to Malaysia um, to dive one of the best dive sites in the world, Sipadan. And he ended up finishing his certification out there. And there, Sipadan, I, I went with a girlfriend, Rachel, and some of her friends, and she was able to spread her mom's ashes there, which is where her mom wanted her final resting place to be. And on that trip, my husband, or soon-to-be husband at that time, finished his scuba certification. He ended up doing 17 dives with us, and this whole new world was open for him. On my 30th birthday, soon after I had my daughter, my husband knew that I still needed like that adventure and those experiences in my life. And he knew I still hadn't swam with the schooling hammerheads. And he said, on my birthday, he gave me a card and it said that he had set up a bank account labeled Cocos Island so I could swim with the schooling hammerheads one day. 
like I had his blessing, even as a mom, that I could still go to these remote places in the world and go do this. So we just started putting like $50 a month or $100 a month on it. Um, and we knew it would take years to save for it. But that's okay. Like part of the fun part of a trip is the planning, even if it's going to be, you know, five years out or 10 years out or whatever, just even know that's on the books that you're saving for it. They're going to do it one day. And so we started putting money in it. And this was not the right trip for, for my husband. There's high currents there. This is a trip for me. So we started saving and a few years into saving, a, a few spots on a different liveaboard to the Galapagos that opened up. There was last minute spots available. And six weeks before the trip, I asked my husband, I'm like, can I go? It's going to be super cheap. Like, please, can I go? And he's like, go. Because there in the Galapagos, at these little island, Darwin Arch, which is an 18-hour boat ride from the main islands of the Galapagos to even get to Darwin Arch. There you could swim schooling hammerheads. So no, it wasn't Cocos, but still it was going to be very similar to Cocos in that way. So six weeks before this trip, I, I had a toddler. He's like, go, go live this dream. And so I knew that I was going to go on this amazing trip. I called two girlfriends. They said they would meet me there. And and I wanted good dive buddies for this kind of trip uh, because, I mean, the, the currents are really high. It's, it's a little bit colder water. There are going to be down currents that push you down. Um, but I've been diving for almost 20 years at this point, and I, I really wanted to go do this. And I had it in my head, too, that I wanted to, to have a podcast. And so I started buying equipment and bought microphones, and I, and I had the idea, experiences you should have. I want to help open the eyes to unique experiences around the world and help walk through what are the certifications needed, what are the skills needed. I want to talk about accessibility, you know, because... You know, here, my husband is CP, and I want to come up with really cool ideas for things to do around the world. And so I just had this idea, and I brought microphones with me to the Galapagos, and I started interviewing people on the boat. This is a tiny boat. You know, we there's only, what, like 12 or 13 divers on it, and we we're diving in really remote areas. And out at Darwin Arch and Wolf Island, you can't step foot on those islands. You're living on the boat and diving extreme dive conditions. And I'm like, these are my people. Like These are the people that value experiences and adventure. And I want to know where in the world is that one experience you should have. So I started interviewing the people on the boat and on this trip. And that became the first like few episodes of experiences you should have. And it all started on a boat in the Galapagos. I don't know. It was magical. It was magical for this dream to be realized. And, and on that trip, I finally did get to swim and dive with schooling hammerheads. And while that dream took, you know, 20 or so years to be fulfilled, it was fulfilled, you know, and it really shows the importance of, of having goals 
and 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 dreaming and coming up with these experiences and and then with the podcast you know i want to find those cool things that we can do as a family around the world i have a five-year-old now i've I've got my husband and I want to share these unique experiences around the world. And I know we're in a very interesting time with COVID, but one day I'm, I'm hoping that this whole COVID time will be a memory and, and that we will be traveling. And, and I want to do those really cool things. It's not on a cruise ship or like Disney World. I mean, I, I get it. There's, there's, there's people who, who love that and that's cool, but that's not what this podcast is about. You know, it's really experiencing nature. And also I'm a foodie, like I love food. I feel like food is an experience. And But I, I want to find those things that we can do together. And I'm, I've discovered things by interviewing people around the world and learning about accessibility. Now, not every episode is accessible, but I find out part of that process is finding out can you do it? You know, I interviewed a good friend, Tom Noonan, who leads the skydiving Everest operation. And they take helicopters there. They can take someone who's in a wheelchair there and take them for a skydive next to Everest. I would have never known that was possible without interviewing Tom. Or that we could do a self-drive safari in Kruger National Park in South Africa, and that would be extremely cool. So there's these experiences around the world. I didn't know there's parts of the Appalachian Trail that are wheelchair-friendly, you know? And, and true, the whole hike is definitely not accessible, but there's different parts of it. And I want to take my family on one of those paths one day. So yeah, I'm, I want to find out those unique places around the world and part of it's interviewing people from around the world on unique experiences because you never know what is possible and sure a lot of these experiences cost money you know there's travel and that sort of thing but if you create that goal you create that separate bank account you put ten dollars a week on something when you start to put your intention towards something you you will be able to experience it and it will change you. It will change your perception, your paradigm. It will it will make you believe that anything really is possible and to apply that in all sorts of your life, whether it's making a career change or just taking that risk to step into the unknown. And you'll learn your likes and your dislikes and, and what drives you and what doesn't drive you and um, and get to know yourself a little bit more, a little self-exploration. And I just think that's just really healthy. And, and again, yeah, we're in weird times, but there's still amazing experiences that can be had, such as uh, watching the Perseids meteor shower which can be done socially distanced and and experiencing this beautiful world that we live in. And I know that many people might be experiencing anxiety and depression and but what if you've got something to look forward to? Maybe it's going to take years for it to happen, but what if right now you could start working on those goals. Maybe the impossible could be possible. And 
maybe you just need to believe in yourself that you can go do that adventurous thing. I mean, I never would have thought that me as a teenager would be diving deep shipwrecks with sharks. I mean, you just, you never know what can be. And so this podcast is here to introduce those amazing experiences, tell the story, and then break down the logistics, the costs, the skills needed, you know, what it takes to go do that thing. And then you can figure out if that experience is right for you or not. Um, And then move on to the next one. Um, We've been doing this podcast for, it'll be two years this fall, or no, three years. Oh my gosh, three years this fall. My gosh, it was, I think it was 2017. So this has been a growing podcast. And the biggest thing that I would want for you guys, you listeners, you experience seekers out there, is to know that anything is possible. And you just need to know the steps that you need to take to go do that thing, you know? And it's fun, you know, just even having that goal might be a driver for you. And I feel like we're all like-minded people. If you're listening to this podcast, we're, we're, we've got to be like-minded. And that you value experiences over things. And I think that's really important. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Truly. We are a growing podcast right now. We spend money every month to make this podcast. And one of the best things that you could do to help us out is to tell someone about the podcast. Please share this podcast uh, because the more listeners we get, then that can open the doors for sponsors and this sort of thing to help cover some of our operating costs. And uh, I've been thinking about setting up a Patreon account. So maybe that might come this year. Let me know what types of rewards that you would like to see on on the Patreon. Yeah, this is a passion project. As you can see, this is something I do put my heart into. And if you haven't checked out our website, please go to experiencesyoushouldhave.com. There we've got show notes that we write up and, and spend a lot of time on. Uh, so please share this podcast, share it with a friend, an enemy, a family member, Whoever it is, tell the world. And thank you for listening. And until our next adventure. 